You're listening to Around Comics, episode 129. This is Around Comics, a comic book roundtable, where twice a week you'll hear a revolving panel of guests discuss everything in and around the world of comic books and graphic novels. On every Thursday episode, like this one, you'll hear either topic discussions, creator interviews, Comics 101, or creator spotlights. Today we're talking about event comics in the modern age. I'm Christopher Neesman, and uh, Sal and Scotty are still on hiatus. Yeah, they're still, they left and they're not coming back. Honeymoon. They um they went to Hawaii, where their relationship is accepted by the law, and I uh, I respect that. I think they're having a hell of a time. I think they're probably having a great time. I should be there. Yeah, Hank, Hank, Mister, I got tickets. I was just gonna show. I didn't go. I do have a ticket. Yeah, you just didn't go because. (laughs) That's great. You didn't go because it was just like slightly inconvenient for you. They they people would kill for that ticket. And you were just like, uh, it's going to be kind of tough. They're playing yeah. a show at my house next week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah so, Thanks so, having so Sal, Sal and Scotty are uh, uh, being angry in Wisconsin, watching so ra- Rage Against the Machine. Raging against the D-Machine. So good, good for them. But uh, oh, M- Mr. Tom Caters is, uh, is alongside, as This usual. is an event yeah. right here. And it's an it's event because Hank is here as well. Oh, oh. Okay. Youth correspondent <laughs> Hank. He's our youth. He, youth he, hasn't, he hasn't elevated to intern level yet, but he's no. he's working. You don't on make it. him. You're just making fun of me because I'm not old. Yeah, I know. Well, before we get to our main topic today, I want to let everyone know that this episode pain. of Around Comics <laughs> is sponsored by InStockTrades.com. Waiting for the trade has never been easier. InStockTrades.com offers a huge selection of the collected editions you need. InStockTrades.com is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and more. All at great discounted prices. And remember that all orders over $50 ship free. Whether you're buying an absolute edition or catching up with showcases and essentials, InStockTrades.com is your new best friend whether you like it or not. Uh, and uh, Around Comics is recorded every Friday at 7 o'clock at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles. It's located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. We would love to meet you. You'll get on the show like I did. Yeah, you'll just show up and we might be like, get on the show. Pretty indiscriminate. The first guy, the homeless guy, When this is, it's actually 3 in the morning. We recorded two whole episodes with a homeless guy. And then at the end... You know, we did all this talking, and he was talking about all these old event books, and at the end he said, I don't read comics. <laughs> he was crazy. Yeah, well, yeah, totally fucked us, but uh, <laughs> it's fine. Well, let's, uh, let's get into today's main topic, and it's events. Woo! Whether you love them or hate them, they're a huge part of the mainstream comics landscape, and they don't appear to be going away. The history of events and crossovers in comics go back to the World War II era books with such team-ups as the Submariner and the original Human Torch. But today, we're jumping forward to a more modern time and starting our discussion with the early 80s and bringing it all the way to the event books on comic shop shelves today. 
All right. Well, I could just said that you you can you can trace event books back to the forties and fifties. Captain Marvel versus the Monster Society, the original one back in the day. It's all of the JLA, JSA yeah. crossovers, which we talked about in the JSA Comics One Hundred and One yeah. episode. Zatanna looking for her father. There are crossovers are are just about as old as 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 comic books as old as making money yeah and that and that's really i mean what it comes down to is when you need to boost a book sales or or you see an opportunity to to sell more books it's it's by putting you know more characters into a book and the event is sort of born of the comic book like wouldn't it be cool to see this you know because I mean, really what it is, it's all these events are just opportunities to see, like, oh, Spider-Man with the X-Men, or Superman and, you know, the Metal Men, or Jonah X in the same book as Superman. You know, that's what uh, banks on that, like, ooh, isn't that cool factor. Yeah, and and it makes sense, and it is fun. You know what? It is fun to see yeah. Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman in the same book. That's why they started the JLA. And without the JLA, there probably wouldn't have been a Fantastic Four. That's really yeah. kind of the genesis of that book. Came whenever Marvel saw the opportunity to say, "Hey, you put a team together, and it offers more than a standalone character." So, you know, event books kind of came out of that. Yeah. But um, we're we're gonna uh, kind of skip over a lot of the a lot of the Silver Age stuff, and, and even a lot of the Bronze Age, and jump right into more the you know quote unquote modern era. And I think that the two big events events that that kicked off the the major crossover um, event style books were Marvel's Secret Wars and DC's Crisis and you know, Infinite Earth Crisis yes. is there so many crises? that's a lot of well yes. you know for for me you know I, I grew up as a Marvel fan and Secret Wars was just that it was the the fanboy chance to see all of your favorite heroes and all of your favorite villains get transported to a battle planet to fight each other and it was this great no holds barred you know 12 issue series it's not complicated no it's it's yeah. a, but it's it's a great fun concept and you go back and you read it and i don't know if it's if it stands up to you know our our modern storytelling but it's still i don't know a if it stood series. up at the time to storytelling <laughs> but oh. it was but it was, you know, it is what it is. So there are so many of my favorite comic book memories growing up are rooted in Secret Wars. Seeing Spider-Man fight the uh, the X-Men in what was that issue three? And beat them. Oh, yeah, which is bullshit. Like redheaded stepchildren. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man absolutely, you know, just undressed the X-Men, and it was it was awesome. Cyclops. And I was an X-Men. It was, I was an X-Men fan. It was still cool. Um, you know how. Uh, how deep rooted in a lot of comic fans uh, psyche is that is that cover for issue four where the Hulk is holding up the mountain and and saving everyone? Well, I remember the action figures that sprung from Secret <laughs> sure. Wars as being one of my most my most memories. Yeah, Mark, yeah, Mark they, is talking about the fact that Hulk held it up because they were calling him a pussy. They were making him mad. In so many were not at the time. They called him probably. 
earlier is you're a woman. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. Girly man. You're a girly man. That was like the last time that the Hulk was relevant to me, you know, until I guess what uh, John Byrne did, yeah. did his run. But, you know, Secret Wars, I mean, like you said, the concept was pretty simple. You just take all these people, put them on. Put them someplace. Yeah, and have them fight. And it was great because in their regular books, they disappeared one month and then came back like a month later and there were subtle changes but you had to read, read secret Wars. yeah you had to read the whole the why whole is she hulk in the fantastic four why is the thing not come back why is spider-man in a black costume yeah, um, yeah. it was it was very simple it was a very simple idea that has spawned both the bane and love of you yeah, know, when that when that sounds. Spider-Man issue came out, you know, kind of that recreation of the Amazing Fantasy 15 cover, yeah. and he's in this, you know, wow, is what what is this? What is this outfit? Uh, and you had to wait, what like uh, there was uh, issue eight of Secret yeah. Wars where you out really found out where that came from, and you know, without that, there's no Venom. You know, yeah, that's, that's no Spider-Man three. There's no Spider-Man three. Yeah, I would have yeah, stopped it too. Secret Wars without Secret Wars eight. So, um, you know that 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 really kind of started the big events for for Marvel in, in that age and then moving forward. But on the DC side, I think there was something that that had even uh, farther reaching effect and and was an event for a lot of different reasons. And that was for DC to kind of straighten up their continuity, but they're also able to tell a great story with it. And that's uh, that's Crisis with yeah. Tom. That's that's right in your uh, yeah, I, I mean, I lo- I think it's a great I think it's a great book because it's um, at the time there's a lot of sort of characters floating around the DC universe that didn't make sense. You know, they had all their Western books and they had all their. It, it's sort of also sad in a way because it was signified the end of an era where you couldn't have horror books and you couldn't have straight crime detective books and you couldn't have western books and it was sort of their way to put all those to rest and you know get rid of them and they were sort of love letters to those old books but one of the things that when if you get the absolute edition mm-hmm. is they point out that every single character in those books is a character from something like even the detectives who are like at a crime scene their names are names of detectives from some you know you know, old book. They hired a guy to read the entire DC library. Yeah, you're dealing with decades, to come up with. decades yeah. and decades yeah. of of DC. And I mean, books. and it's and it's uh, it's almost nerdier in a way than Secret Wars because it's it's like I want to see Earth Two Superman and Earth One <laughs> Super. You know, and it was sort of cleaning up this huge mess. And at the end, you know, you, they killed tons of characters and mm-hmm. cleaned things up, and supposedly did not really, but. You know, supposedly clean things up, and it's you know, it's just a huge event. You see, you saw everything. You saw every character in the DC universe. Pretty you much, had, you had point. you had you know years of of unbridled um, editorial almost, where it's yeah. like people were were writing stories for, for the fun of it, and and you know I miss a lot of that you know that fun in comics, yeah. but you know at at some point DC had to say, okay, you know what, we really do need. To clean this up yeah but now i think we're to a point and we'll talk about it a little bit later that having a multiverse is fun yeah you know, because it does allow you to tell all these great yeah. stories that I mean, don't have 52. to be canon yeah i mean doing you know reading reading the original crisis you see every character you see every western character you see at some point you'll see everything in that book and that's you know that's what's sort of great about it and sort of sad about it because 
then a lot of that disappeared for a really long time. And, and then come and back. That, it really is. It really yeah. is a, a before and after series. I don't think that you'll ever hear anyone refer to um, stuff oh, in Marvel. Post Secret Wars, yeah, yeah, pre yeah. Secret Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it changed the history for a lot of characters, and it made. I mean, they relaunched Superman. They. You know, Batman was completely changed. New Flash, uh, Wonder Woman's history was completely restarted. I mean, they took all their icons and really, you know, flipped sure. them around. Sure. Started from the beginning hey, with a lot of them. You know, Wally West. It's yeah. You know, that was that was the um, the changeover from mm-hmm. from Barry to Wally. So. Oh, don't make me. Th- oh, uh, issue number eight makes me cry. <laughs> <laughs> Barry dies. Um, you know, moving on to to some of the the events that followed that. Uh, so you got to talk a little bit about Secret Wars too, and yeah. that's where the Beyonder, who had whisked everyone away yeah. to his battle planet, the Beyonder comes to Earth. It's funny because the, when people bitch about Secret Wars too, I always think a character that was pretty much only a plot device in the first one, like he was really only an excuse yeah. to get all the characters we'll in one place. All of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden he becomes like a character in the second one, and it's like. This jerry curled guy is like uh, wandering around the universe. Yeah, <laughs> just a step up from a leisure suit. Yeah, and, I know. Oh, it's, it's so bad. Um, that that was probably the the first case of event fatigue, which we <laughs> will address later. Is uh, uh, there's so much. There's you know, so many books, and some of them were good. There is a. Uh, sure. I love the New Mutants one where they all die. Mm-hmm. And that was when Magneto was in charge of the school, and he doesn't know how to get them. They all die, and he brings the Beyonder brings them back, but they're all sort of demoralized because they all they died. Yep. Oops. Yeah. Which was a great story, but then you get you know ten horrible Secret Wars. Oh, you know two one stories, of the so. best uh, standalone Human Torch stories was a Secret Wars two yeah. um, crossover, but the crossovers were pretty much over every everything had uh, yeah, and it was it, it could be you know the Beyonder having a cup of coffee. And that was a crossover. And well, that's like the crisis crossover. The cri- the crisis crossovers were, oh look, it's a red sky. Yeah. <laughs> you know that old you know that old trick that goes on. But so that 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 kind of uh, raised a, a red flag to what would uh, come in 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 the following years. But uh, Secret Wars two had its uh, had its moments. But yeah, yeah, there's it, some good stuff in there. But there's so much though. I mean, there's so much. That crossed over. It wasn't going to be a hit constantly. Uh, a, a few of the uh, the other DC crossover events in in the eighties, um, Legends, yep. Invasion, and Millennium. Some of those were, uh, Legends was quite good uh, with Len Wein writing and uh, John Byrne doing art, and it was sort of the re. It was the introduction of the new continuity in a sort of way. It was a six issue miniseries about. Um, Dark side making a bet with the Phantom Stranger that he could make the people of Earth turn against superheroes. So he sends Glorious Godfrey, one of his characters, who can convince people with the sound of his voice to try and convince them that all the superheroes were, you know, villain, you know, were evil. So you had this situation where, you know, Captain Marvel is accused of mur- murder. And you kind of saw, this is the first time you saw Captain Marvel in the DC universe, really. After the fall. Yeah, after, you know, how he fits in. And you saw the Suicide Squad for the first time. And it was, like, just a quick six-issue miniseries that sort of introduced, you know, Wally West appeared for the first time in that, as you know. Kind of their post-crisis kind of Yeah, it was how it worked out. Um, Invasion, which was uh, plotted by Keith Giffen, was written by Bill Mantlo, 
Oh, wow. Who did the actual scripts, and it had art by Todd McFarlane for the first issue. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it came out, it was... um. It was a three-issue series. Uh, McFarland did the first issue. I forget now it passes my mind who did this thing. I think Giffen might have done the art like on the second two. It's like a it was a three eighty-page, you know, miniseries with a bunch of tie-ins, and it was about uh, all the aliens in the DC universe decided that Earth was too dangerous because they had so many super-powered beings, so they decided to conquer Earth. And that was the story, was this invasion of all these aliens attacking Earth. I see a lot of alien invasion events. Yeah. Yeah, and and it was all about the DC characters fighting against this alien invasion and trying to, you know, fend them off. And uh, there were some really fun stories, in, you know, involved with that. And uh, what was... There was a great Suicide Squad, some great Suicide Squad well, stories suicide involved squad. with that. You know, and Australia was destroyed. Apparently, in that story, <laughs> there's all some millions of people killed. And um, Millennium, we'll just do really quick. Uh, that was uh, Steve Englehart and written Joe Stanton drawn, and it was um, the Guardians of the Universe, the people that started the guy, the little blue guys that run the Green Lantern Corps, mm-hmm. uh, are gonna go off and have sex with their female counterparts and mates. Um, so well, someone needs to well, be in well, charge. So they appoint. These new, the people that are going to become the new Guardians, it's like eight people on Earth, and they become, this series was really bad. Um, <laughs> they became Why these like eight, <laughs> these eight very stereotypical characters, like one guy's like, oh, the angry guy, and one guy's like the flamboyantly gay guy, and it was just horrible. But the big thing was that the Manhunters were trying to kill them, so every character in every DC book had a, someone that had been in the book who was really a Manhunter spy, was revealed, which was kind of, that was kind of fun because you'd be like, oh, this person was really a spy, you know, and but it just caused, it was ridiculous, like, it, somehow Superman, the doctor in Superman in Smallville was a Manhunter spy, and like, Lana Lang was a Manhunter spy, and it was just like, all this shit that they had to like figure out and solve. It wasn't that good. Invasion was pretty good. Millennium wasn't very good. Well, uh, switching over to Marvel in the 80s, uh, after Secret Wars 2, things kind of moved on to uh, mutants. And X-Men, at that time, X-Men is where it's at. That Red it, hot. It, it, smoldering hot. Blowing up. Uh, the X- best at what I do, and what I do is events. Yeah, it, this is this is really when when the X Men became the franchise at Marvel. You know, Wolverine is, you know, I, I think at that point probably the most popular character at the company, if not the most popular. He's given Spider Man a, a hell of a a hell of a run, um, and we have back to back from 1986 to 1987 two big events in the the X Men line, and that's uh, Mutant Massacre and and Fall of the Mutants and uh, mu- Mutant Mass <laughs> Boring, you say? Boring. Um, you know, one of them. when I was, uh, I liked Mutant Massacre when I was a kid. Yeah, I was thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, so no, Mutant Massacre is when the Morlock, uh, when the uh, Morlocks were all killed by, uh, well, most of them were by <laughs> Mister. S- Every time I say Mister. Sinister, I laugh because it's such a terrible <laughs> name for a character. Yeah, yeah, but you see this, you know, the Marauders all, killed yeah, all the yeah, the. the, the 
and you see this, you know, kind of all out, uh, all out war on mutants and uh, how this affects the the X Men, and you know, it's it's kind of hard to think back on it, but you know, for me being you know thirteen at the time and and just being a huge X Men fan, this is a you know a, a big event. Oh my god, these mutants are being slaughtered. Angel lost his wings. Yes, he did. He became Archangel. Yeah. He lost his, yeah, because it's so much sweeter to have, uh, when, wings are awesome, but you know what's really awesome? Having knives for wings. <laughs> Is there any way we can get him knives for wings? And all of a sudden you're blue. Yeah, and you're blue. <laughs> your your totally skin awesome. is blue, and you have knives for, for feathers. That's a good one. Yeah, it's uh, the whole fall of the mutants. Is that where the, uh, is that where the, the, the four horsemen? Yeah, there was a good Thor tie-in issue, though. If I remember, there's a really good Thor issue where he burns out of uh, Mutant Massacre when he has to burn out all the corpses in the New York subway. It's and uh, right. he's the one that finds Angel. You know, that's like, right. Thor did rescue yeah. him, didn't he? Yeah, I remember all this stuff. And and then and then Angel um, ends up uh, trying to kill himself. Yeah, and boo. Uh, <gasps> did he go to? Um, well, Apocalypse, yeah. Well, um, he tries to kill himself, and his helicopter blew up, and then Apocalypse took him and made him into Archangel, which was the wing, knives was for death. wings. Nine, yeah, yes, death. Death knives of, for of wings. The four horsemen of Apocalypse. So, which yeah. hasn't been beaten to death. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a few other, uh, a few other events uh, in the eighties: uh, Evolutionary War. Don't follow the mutants. Wasn't uh, I? Just want to mention they killed uh, Doug. They killed Cipher and followed the mutants, and that always pissed me oh, off. Oh, poor Doug. He's my favorite poor new Doug mutants Ramsey. character. Yeah, and it seems so senseless. I know. All for that fucking bird brain. That guy who just, yeah, whatever. I'm still bidding. Uh, Inferno, which is where we see uh, Madeline Pryor and and her true origin. Uh, isn't that wasn't that Inferno? When uh, again, I always I only remember these '80s mutant events through New Mutants. I don't remember them through anything else. And I always have I like the new New Mutants. I always. I always think of them like, oh yeah. I the, the, I, I, if Inferno is where uh, Madeline Pryor is uh, turned into the with the uh, the Goblin Queen. Yes. Yes. Magic becomes you. Know. See, that's the only way I remember '80s Marvel stuff. I, if if magic, it was a New Mutants, I remember. Magic it. is back in the new X Men now, right? Yeah. 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 We should ask Scotty. I'm sure Scotty remembers. I'm sure Scotty that. knows all about that. I'm sure he does. Yeah. Um, uh, some of the the DC events in the 90s. Uh, uh, You're just Tom. gonna skip over Acts of Vengeance? Yeah, I wasn't a big Avengers fan. I can't really. Actually, talk. I liked that one. You Acts well, of Vengeance is good. Okay, well, Mr. Beatty. Didn't wants to come I, over and that's talk when about Iceman Avengers. had to start wearing that belt? It, it, no, it was. Yeah, because Loki jumped up his power. See, I remember all this because I'm like an encyclopedia. Uh, all, all it was, all it was, but well, I can't say you. Yeah, it was just it was basically they they was it the villains got all together basically and attacked each other's heroes. So you didn't see you saw those uh, you know saw those battles that you like seeing you know heroes against villains they've never fought before. It was Punisher went after Doom. You know things like that. I mean, that's that's just classic stuff. It wasn't. I'm not saying it was a great story or anything, but you know, it was a fun, it was fun to read all the different uh, uh, crossovers with new villains. Something you didn't get to see because it was always you know Doom and the Fantastic Four, Magneto and the X Men, yeah, and who are Loki and Thor. And I want to see Doctor Doom fight the X Men. Yeah, I mean, nothing worse than seeing you know uh, you know Loki versus Daredevil because that's an even fight. 
Yes, that would be. That's easy to write. That's an easy story to write. Hi, my name is Tony Danza, and you're listening to Around Comics. Hi, my name is John Romita Jr., and you are listening to Around Comics. Also, Atlantis Attacks, which was one of those annual crossovers, which was infuriating. Well, Marvel was doing these, it seemed like every annual, they, they did the like, crossover annuals, yeah. like, you know, the X-Men and um, the whole, like, Mephisto, where it was like, you know, the FF and Avengers and yeah. X-Men, yeah, I remember that one. Where they started making these annuals were were the kind of event crossovers. Yeah. Oh, wow. But uh, um, DC in in the nineties. Some of these I remember. Some of these I don't. <laughs> Armageddon two thousand one. That was a great. Just kidding. Yeah, that was a horrible that was one. one. That was the, it was the one where, where Time Rider goes around. He touches Wave the Rider. Their future ran through all well, the annuals. Well, Armageddon 2001 was also the one where people figured out the ending and then they changed it so it didn't make any it. sense. Yeah, from, from yeah. yeah. You know, they made... Uh, Captain Adam. It w- and it ended up being horrible. Yeah. It wasn't that great to begin with. They changed it from Captain Adam being the villain. I mean, to, to, go from, Hawk, to go from Hawk, slightly Hawk okay to bad They're wasn't that huge, of a, that huge of a disaster. And then there was War of the Gods, which involved uh, the, Olympi- the Olympian gods, like... Mercury racing the Flash and all that sort of <laughs> stuff, which was uh, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't it was not earth shattering in the tradition of everything else. You had Eclipso, the Darkness Within, which I think uh, Eclipso kills a bunch of Infinity Inc members in that, if I remember. But See, well, then you have every time a big down. event happens, they just kill some Infinity sure. Inc guys. Don't yeah. They? Well, yeah. Well, then you got to pick someone to kill. Uh, Nightfall was that when Batman? That's back, that's Camp when Brogan? that's when Bane broke Batman. Yeah. Bane. Back, so. People love Reign of the Superman, which is the post yeah, Superman, the Superman dying mm-hmm. with all is that. Is that when there's two Superman? There was four, Hank. There was a cyborg Superman, Superboy, Steel. Don't don't cower. I'm trying to teach. <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom just I'm trying to teach you. I'm trying to teach you a well, lesson. We, we've seen some some characters out of out of Reign of the Superman that have had a pretty long life. He had, uh, he had Connor and Steel and. Um, Eradicator. Is it, is it uh, Hank Henshaw? Was yep. that the was that the the cyborg or yeah. Reed Richards yeah. of the DC universe? And there's uh, you also have I didn't read Worlds Collide with Milestone Media, so maybe I shouldn't have mentioned that right now. But uh, ah zero hour. zero hour. Uh, that was the Dan Jurgens written and drawn one where he. The only thing, the only problem I have with zero hour is if you're, it was sort of a, an attempt to fix continuity problems that came up from Crisis on Infinite Earths, but it just sort of spawned new problems. Uh, the one thing I hate about this series is that they decided to kill members of the JSA, but they didn't just kill them, like, fighting. They had um, they them X-10, old. yeah, steal their life energy away so they died of old age in front of you, which I just lame. thought was, yeah, it was just sort of like... We won't just kill you. Yeah, what an we'll, undignified we'll, yeah. way to kill, like, these characters that have been in your company for, you know... 60 years. But Dan Jurgens made up for that by drawing Booster Gold, but <laughs> I've been bitter at him for years for that. Uh, Final Night, which is where the sun goes out. Uh, oh, also, Zero also had um, Parallax, Hal Jordan, another travesty of, uh, of storytelling. Uh, Final Night, the sun goes out. 
and it's like dark on Earth. There was a little short yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Hal yeah, Jordan redeems yeah, himself Hal Jordan by restarting the sun. Yeah, and restarting uh, the, the sun. So saved himself. And there's DC One Million, which dealt with it was a Grant Morrison sort of helmed project with uh, all the DC characters a million years in the future. You know, Batman <laughs> runs like a prison planet on Pluto, and uh, you know it was uh, it was all that sort of which fantastical. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. They're gonna have to retcon that. Pluto's not a planet anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Graham Morrison start. With, yeah, I yeah. Graham Morrison sitting around and ah, DC one million doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> those were sure then. There, um, of those ones, there aren't. <coughs> Final Night was okay. Uh, actually, of the, all of those, DC one million is probably the one that I you know I enjoyed the most because it was the it was the least like dire. You know, the rest of them all the have, like, this was, sense. The 90s was kind of a tough time for the whole big events. It's it, it just seemed, everything was so, like, sad without actually being good that DC 1 million was sort of fun in the sense that it sort of played around with the characters and it wasn't so, like, looking out to kill, you know, kill a bunch of characters with knives and guns and stuff, so... Of those ones, DC One Million is probably my favorite one of all of them. Yeah, Final Night sounds interesting, though. It was interesting. Uh, it was a little long. I didn't think it really needed as many tie-ins and all that. You know, it's pretty loosely tied in a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> uh, Marvel Comics in the in the nineties. Um, I think one of the one of the more popular ones and and one that I remember fondly was uh, Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, for uh, Marvel cosmic fans, this uh, was a chance to th- uh, to see Thanos and uh, and his now infamous you know, Infinity Gauntlet. The gauntlet with jewels. Yes, where you put the the six Gems. jewels into the gauntlet, mm-hmm. and it gives you um, omnipotence over over the universe, and uh, and how all the uh, the heroes had to uh, had to stop him from um, uh, from doing that. So, um, well, yeah, in, Infinity Gauntlet. While it was, uh, I think, a really fun uh, event, it unfortunately spawned Infinity War and Infinity Crusade, which uh, I think both suffered a little bit. From having to stop the same thing from happening over yeah, and over again. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. It's, uh, hey, it's that time of year, everyone. Let's get together. Time for another Infinity crossover. Yeah, let's, go, let's do um, it. Did you read the, um, the recent um, Illuminati Issues, yes. Oh, yeah. I did. Which, which I, I enjoyed. Where now uh, all the members of the Marvel's Illuminati, uh, it's revealed that they each have one of the Infinity Gems and uh, and keep that in uh, in safekeeping and don't tell the other ones where they are because it's uh, the power that could be unleashed by that. There might need to be um, Civil War Infinity. Infinity Here, Civil War. That's how they're gonna. That's that's how they're gonna that's fix gonna everything. That's how they're gonna fix that's everything. That's how they're gonna do it. Uh, skip over a couple. You know, Rise of the Midnight Suns and Star Blast. Uh, uh, I think one of the more successful events in the '90s, and one that uh, I, I think that fans that um, how I kind of look back on uh, the Mutant Massacre and Fall of the Mutants with kind of this nostalgic um, uh, kind of rose-colored glasses. Um, look to it. I think a lot of people look at Age of Apocalypse that way. I do. I know you do. Uh, I remember I loved all the stuff in Age of Apocalypse and I was actually disappointed when it ended. So I remember there was the X-Men Omega issue which was supposed to take like six, take place six months later and it was just the opening scene was like Wolverine in the forest and it was raining and I was like 
God, this is the Here same goddamn story we left off. Well, you know, the, it was the, the, setup, change, the, yeah. the setup of Age of Apocalypse is that it, it's an alternate reality where Apocalypse is is ruling the Earth, and you Charles have, Xavier dies yeah. before he can form the X Men, and Magneto takes over his role, you know, and it sort of flips everything around. Yeah, Cyclops is a bad guy. You you basically have all of the you know good guys are bad guys, bad guys are good guys, cats and dogs getting along together. It was uh, this total alternate reality, and you get this the really kind of new, unique twist on a lot of these characters. That uh, I think it opened the door to a lot of the a lot of the characters that were were great villains, and it's like wow, that's a really cool character. Yeah. And it opened the door to a lot of those characters kind of jumping over them. Well, yeah, we had to figure out like yeah. there's some way we have to get dark the evil beast. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's like you know, Mystique can be such a cool character. You know, it's like you know, let's try her out as a as a good guy. I think Sabretooth was a was a, a, a hero good, in that. Yeah, and, and I think that started a trend in especially the X titles where you get these really cool bad guys, and somehow they end up being good guys. We're gonna make them good. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it's like, a... I'm sorry, Juggernaut should never be a good guy. It's it's not right. No, I, I, I agree ask. with you. I, I, don't, with you. I don't agree with that. Um, there was Onslaught, too, which you came know, after that. You know, so many of these series I just didn't want to list for so <laughs> many different reasons. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, but God, that was huge. That was so... That everything was in was involved with that. 1996. I'm checked out at that point. I wasn't reading comics, and uh, I hear stories of Onslaught, and um, it's like what last year Onslaught Reborn. Yeah. Came, I, I had no interest. Absolutely no interest. But uh, you know, there are still people that look back on some of these 90s events and and enjoyed them and yeah. and liked them. Uh, by that point, I had kind of checked out. Um, uh, all depends. It all depends on when you begin. Is when you start to burn out. <laughs> yeah, the event fatigue had gotten me. It'll hit everyone. Uh, let's jump into uh, into the two thousands and uh, and go back over to uh, DC. Uh, our worlds at war in uh, two thousand one. Alien invasion story about. They're good at that at DC, yeah. aren't they? Um, it was a, it was had way too many tie-ins again. It was there was parts of it that were pretty decent. Uh, you had some nice like one shot issues of uh you know you got to see the JSA fighting aliens and stuff like that and uh, uh it was pretty fun it was a fun series well i think that that kind of brings us up to i think what the the meat of this of this episode is going to be and that is uh, kind of the current state of events and, mm-hmm. and hank is like oh my gosh finally finally, finally i can going to get to you something old timers <laughs> stuff i can talk about i wasn't even even alive in the 80s um d- do you want to start with with marvel or dc on this yeah start with marvel Okay, we'll start with with Marvel, and I think that you can draw a pretty a pretty straight line on what is going on in in the Marvel universe back to Avengers disassembled, and that's really where the the, the current state of the Marvel universe really kind of started to develop, yeah. and and that um, why I didn't get all of the disassembled. Um, offshoots, um, what the Iron Man or Thor disassembled. Uh, I did read the event, the mainline Avengers disassembled, yeah. and and of course the. Uh, the I remember, backdrop. It pissed people off. 
uh, disassembled. Yeah. Well, first of all, it was the death of Hawkeye. Yeah. And that was uh, <laughs> with the uh, with the now famous "Not like this." Not line. like this. Um, it, it, you know, it was actually a pretty a pretty neat twist at the time, and I think everybody it, it, spoilers ahead. You know, from here on yeah. out, when we're going to bring this up to to current uh, current events. Uh, but but the nice twist. Did that, we spoil Secret Wars? Yes, I think we. Thanks a we lot. Have. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, the good guys win. Um, Scarlet Witch has uh, kind of fallen off of her rocker. She has uh, has gone um, completely insane due to the stress of losing her her twins. Being in love with a goddamn robot. And, be- <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then that it. strikes strikes out against the Avengers and kind of systematically uh, destroys the Avengers. Uh, Hawkeye dies. Uh, um, Vision is is ripped in half by She-Hulk. Ant-Man. Uh, the, uh, Scott Lang. Scott Ant-Man. Lang dies. Yeah, Jack of Hearts. I, uh, Jack of Hearts blows up. It is really, Avengers Disassembled is a pretty appropriate title because it is the end of the Avengers. The Avengers as a series ended with this as they were pretty much totally um, wiped out and decimated. And, uh, you know, it's the the events uh, of this go right into House of M, which we'll talk about in a minute. But, um, the other the other crossover titles, you know, Iron Man disassembled, Thor. Uh, this is where Thor dies. Yeah. Is and Thor disassembled. Um, they had all the. Did you did you read the the crossovers from from disassembled? No, no, no. I was really more into the into the mainline um, series. Hank, have you have you read disassembled yet? Wikipedia. Oh, there you go. Oh, hello. We got a young <laughs> whippersnapper with his internet. Internet. Well, this, the events of, of Disassembled kind of move right into House of M as um, uh, Scarlet Witch, at the end of this, kind of creates this alternate, you know, Scarlet Witch reality where all of the heroes get their their kind of fondest wish, and she has created this world where. Um, Mutants rule. Magneto is the head of the House of M, and there is a um, um, an underground rebel group that that doesn't uh, doesn't agree with the way that Magneto is uh. running the planet. But you see, you know, Spider Man is um, more of a celebrity than yeah. a superhero. He's pretending to be a mutant. Um, what I what I always liked was um, uh, Captain America. You know, Steve Rogers didn't get frozen. He was got a, old. Yeah, he was able to just live out his life. So you know, in House of M, he's an old man. And as as House of M goes along, um, Layla Miller, who is now in yeah. X Factor, is a mutant who knows that things aren't right, and she can wake yeah. the people up the heroes up to the fact that, you know what, this isn't real. This isn't the reality that you come from. I think, uh, I think House of M was a bit of a victim of its own setup means that it couldn't mean... I mean, I don't know what when people say an event doesn't mean anything. Then, I, because, I mean, I it's liked, all fiction. I liked House of M. I didn't. I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought, I thought, it, I thought it was a good I series. just thought it was... Because what I was going to say is that because of the setup of the story and the way it goes, it's like literally at the end, it gets reset. Mm-hmm. Which I was, 
I'd be okay with if there wasn't so many crossovers and so many things that had gone into it. That, because, I mean, I know that doesn't make sense critically, but it makes sense as a consumer you know, to have bought well, all you, of you it. You didn't have the total reset because you had the No More Mutants. And, and that, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know how much that has changed the Marvel landscape. They really haven't addressed it But it, it seems like much. all the, the 198 that survived are all the 198 that show up in the X-Men books. You know, like how many X-Men characters? It's actually not. A, it's not 198 that survived. That's a, kind of a misconception. It's up to 300. Well, maybe. It, the the 198 was there were 198 mutants in that camp. Yeah. So well, I mean, I just think the it, the no more mutants thing. It's convenient to say that. Well, I mean, Morrison killed five five million mutants in the first issue of. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much did that change in the X Men book? I mean, the number of mutants are just whatever you want to make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's a. I mean, it's it's, an it doesn't number. change. If you need a mutant storytelling. Yeah, you just make and they one still up. do it. Yeah, if you need, sure. <laughs> if you need sure a mutant, you just make one up. Uh, but but I enjoyed the suits. I thought I, the the timing on it was was maybe a little off. I thought the idea of it was good, and mm-hmm. I thought that if it would if it was just smaller scale, I think it would have gone over better. But because it was built up. You know, oh, it was the the huge mega. Yeah, event. and it sort of had an ending, which I think was naturally going to disappoint a lot of people. But I thought the idea of it was great. I thought mm-hmm. it would it had like a solid story behind it. I just thought it didn't quite fit. I think what it was billed as, and necessarily what expectations. Well, were I, I, I think it it starts a trend that we see in event comics mm-hmm. today, and I think more so on the Marvel side than the DC side, but that is one event bleeding into the next, yeah. and you don't have this full resolution, and it's like, okay, House of M is over, but now you need to read this for the fallout of, yeah. uh, which was 198, and you know, Son of M, and uh, all of these other little minis. I mean, they both do it now because yeah. you now have the 50. Well, we'll get to it. In a, but it's, in a it's. I think that's when when people start to talk about event fatigue. This is what they're talking about: yeah. is that you don't give us time to breathe in between these quote unquote mega events. Well, I also think it's people don't get fatigued by writing by reading good stories. As long as you can keep them, but the thing is, is if you spread your idea out so thin, like there's only so many ways that the the main concept behind House of M is a is a pretty nice concept. It's an it's an alternate universe story, but when you take that idea and you you spread it out over the entire universe, across the entire universe, it starts it starts to have holes in it, and it starts not to have you know a unique feel to it, and just like you know. DC takes, you know, one year later or whatever their idea of how to do it, and you spread it out thin, there's going to be holes. There's going to be series that aren't as good. Sure, you've got, you've got multiple creators yeah. that maybe aren't, you know, yeah. that's where editorial comes in, but it's hard to, um, now we're getting into um, continuity over storytelling, and and that's where, that's where continuity can, if that ever overtakes storytelling then the pendulum is too far to one side but i also think if you the more you spread it out the more that's going to happen exactly because you can't fit every story you can't suddenly make every story fit that you need to either break continuity or tell the story and then at some point you have to decide well why am i 
telling. And, why and, are we and telling from a story? creator standpoint, it's like you know what? I just want to tell my story. I don't want it to have to fit into yeah. what is going on in the overall continuity of. Well, you know, to keep going from the House of M, like mm-hmm. one of the Civil War, mm-hmm. you know, draws into that, you know, as well. And Civil War is probably, you know, as we get farther and farther on into our modern age of events, I mean, that also crossed over with a lot of stuff when okay. various books were better than other books, too. And, I mean, it's just the same case of... Well, tell you, well, let's go ahead and move on to Civil yeah. War. And this is where, you know, Hank, Hank who's yeah. been reading comics for about six months, um, is going to be... About a year. About a year. <laughs> Civil War but got no, you into comics. Which is, which is I, great. You, I you got, are, you're one of the people that Joe Casada was talking about. Yes, I'm his favorite fan. Um, <laughs> why Why Civil War? Why did it get you into comics? And um, what's You this? regret it. Yeah. You regret buying comics? hate this. Uh, I'm a huge movie buff. And so I was always into the Spider-Man, the X-Men movies, mm-hmm. the Superman, Batman. And I always tried to go... There was this comic shop by my school. So I always tried to go there and grab books whenever I could. And I used to grab them and then just read... Like, what the hell is going on? Like, I didn't understand any of it. I would always grab it in, like, the middle of a story arc or something, and I wouldn't know what anything was going on. And so I gave it up for, like, a year or two. And then I saw X3, I believe it was. I saw X3, and then uh, yeah, I, I'm like, ah, maybe I should get back into comics. So I went, I went to a different comic book store, and I actually asked the guy, what should I read? And he goes, well, have you ever read comics before? I'm like, in and out. And, uh... He's, he's like, well, this is a perfect jumping on point, and I read Civil War one, and I've been going back every Wednesday since. Wow, it worked. Perfect timing. It worked. Now I just feel like I'm old and bitter, and <laughs> but I thought that like, I didn't know that it was a huge event. I thought that happened all the time in comics. It does. Like, it does, Hank. It does happen. It does like, happen. Spider Man's <laughs> taking his mask off. Like, oh, what the hell? Like, <laughs> yeah. Did you feel when you were buying Civil War, were you drawn towards buying the tie-ins? Oh, I bought you, like every tie-in. Were you I, okay I, with that by the end? Uh, after I realized, did you already become it was embittered? A mistake. Did you become embittered I, by then? I the shouldn't end? have. I realized that I shouldn't have, but at the time I thought it'd be the right thing to do because then I'd know I'd understand everything. As as kind of look a, how quick you got jaded. <laughs> you got jaded in like a year. As an endurance test to myself, I bought every Civil War tie-in. Yeah, exactly. Everyone. And I'm just like, no, never, ever, ever again. Never um, do that again. If it had that band on the bottom of it, I bought it. Yeah, that's what happens. C- Civil War as as an event, and this has been bandied about on yeah. the internet, you know, for the last year. Was it a success? I, first of all, was it a success? Yeah, I mean, it sold yeah. huge yeah. amounts. Okay. 300,000 yeah. copies each, yeah. right? I mean, I don't know if... Every single one of those copies the stores ordered got bought, but it certainly sold a ton. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's successful. It, it, it was a it was a huge commercial success. Oh yeah. The if you wanted to jumpstart a, a, a sagging title, you threw a you Civil threw War a, banner on it. And sometimes, you know, uh, Heroes for Hire started Just, off with ninety thousand copies yeah. and got canceled within twelve issues. Yeah, because so, it was it was an immediate immediate. Um, uh, jumpstart for that title, and then whenever it wasn't a Civil War tie-in, it just it, plummeted. Yeah. yeah, it just it, it killed it. But um, a book like Ms. Marvel, you know, got that huge burst 
and still around, you know, still That's hanging Brian out. Brian Reed's pretty damn good writer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that Tommy Audi and Gray are, are bad writers, but um, I think Miss Marvel is a book that was it, it struck a chord with people. I think that's a character that, and I think it got exposure again. from Civil War, Absolutely. which is how a lot of people found out. So I mean, that's that's sort of the positive, and you know, to having everything, you know, everyone gets a taste of everything. But you know, uh, it, it, talking about events, and we, and we kind of went back, you know, at the, at the very beginning talking about it, is that events can be a way to turn readers on to books that they're not reading. Yeah. And, and I think that's probably one of the nice side effects of events yeah. now, um, to, to find a book like Miss Marvel, or, you know, on the DC side, to, you know, find a book like, you know, Birds of Prey, whenever yeah. they're doing uh, some of their uh, crossover work. That, that's yeah. a nice side effect. Um, and, and Civil War definitely did that. Um, we're we're now out of Civil War, and you know events have have shaken out. Are we going to talk about the initiative? Yeah, yeah. Is the whatever that th- is the initiative <laughs> an event? I don't you know, even they put know. The damn banner on everything. It's been on. It's been on Fantastic. It's going to be on next week's Fantastic Four. I don't understand what, <laughs> what makes it the initiative. I love. It's, like, it's like Back to the Secret Wars two days. It's I don't like even the understand Beyonders what it having is. A, having a freaking cup of coffee in there somewhere. I, but the thing is, it isn't even that. I don't understand what makes a book an initiative book. And I, I think it's like this great because I now block it out when I see it because I'm like, well, well, yeah, it's an initiative book. Every book. And then I'm like, wait a second, not all of them are. Just there's certain Captain books that have been America. initiative books for like six months and I don't understand what makes them initiative I can understand. Books. I can understand you know Iron Man Avengers Initiative Avengers <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah which is is it the initiative Avengers the initiative I think it's Avengers Initiative and do they have initiative banner across the top I hope not that's overkill yeah. it's great um, uh, the order is, does the order? Is yes, it? it does have an initiative um, banner. Which, uh, did you read the second issue no, of the not. order? Very good, very good. It's uh, there's a great uh, Britney Spears Paris Hilton thing going on in there, which you'll get a charge. But on. the initiative, I mean, that initiative banner, and that thing gets thrown around like no one's business. It is, it yeah. is, it is on, it is on just about everything. So is is the initiative? Uh, there it is, initiative Moon Knight. Why I don't know. Um, is the initiative is it classified as an event now? But I don't understand how any of them tie together. It's just the state of the Marvel. Yeah, that's what weirds me out about. Because I'm reading Fantastic Four, but from what I can tell, it doesn't Has have anything to do with the fifty state initiative. any more than any other book does. But um, you know, there actually is another event going on at Marvel right yeah. now, um, which I think is will be fun to talk about because there was a mini event last year called Planet, Planet Hulk, Hulk, Hulk yeah. which was 12 of the finest issues yeah. that have happened in a Hulk and yeah. God Years, may, it's, yeah. it, it's it's real close to being one of my favorite runs ever on the Hulk yeah. I, I really I really enjoy it I'm a, a sci-fi buff and it yeah. just it had all of those great elements of what makes the Hulk fun yeah. and I, I think Planet Hulk was a great mini event yeah. that was going on away from the rest of the Marvel U but then of course it spawns World War, War Hulk, Hulk which is kind of the, the capper to Civil War in a lot yeah. of ways so. yeah and it's not as good as Planet Hulk. No, 
<laughs> I mean, it suffers from the thing where I said, I think I said last week, where events aren't going to be great works of literature because they're... And why? Because they're, they, they're the blockbuster movies where you you're fit try- everyone you're, in. Yeah. You're trying to appeal to the masses, and whenever you do that, you're going to have a, a, a watered-down, more vanilla product. I mean, but also, it's not to say that the event, that Planet Hulk, uh, that World War Hulk hasn't been fun in certain ways yeah. but it's also I don't think it's as good as Planet Hulk no it's not it's not as good it's not as good of, uh, you know it's not as well written mm-hmm. it's I mean it's but sort it's of the same writer I know that's the crazy <laughs> thing isn't it yeah isn't that weird that it's not uh, and uh, I'm sort of interested to see how the crossover sell for World War Hulk because I feel like it was like the biggest selling Ant-Man issue out well, of the Irredeemable like, yeah. that's not saying a whole lot yeah but, but I mean it's like <laughs> Um, I I'm, I know a lot of people felt burnt by Civil War frontlines, you know, who's oh, buying yeah. like World War Hulk frontlines. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how what uh, the numbers are on that. Yeah, I got all the issues of Civil War frontline. I didn't bother with World War Hulk frontline. Yeah, I I liked frontline for uh, about half of that series. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah, exactly. it. Five or six. Hey, I, I'm I, I am going through the event burnout and and with World War Hulk, uh, didn't get all the tie-ins. Uh, I'm just getting World yeah. War Hulk and the Hulk, but I might mm-hmm. actually drop it until after. <laughs> after I, I'm done. just getting World War. Yeah, Hulk. it's yeah. uh, you know, uh, and we, we've mentioned event burnout, and before mm-hmm. we get into to DC here, you know, we'll probably want to address that a little bit. Um, they're not gonna stop doing. Event. No, as long as they sell, they'll keep doing it. Yeah. Which is what they. But it's also, when we'll get into this with the the post, because we're we're masochists. Yes. We it's, bitch about whatever events going on now, and then when the next event comes around, we get all psyched up, and then we we buy them. Hi, this is Andy Parks. You are listening to Around Comics. Well, we also have the the DC events, you know, with yeah. the oh, Infinite yeah. Crisis. And I think we actually probably need to to step that back just identity a little bit crisis. to identity crisis because it, it comes up in a in a post that it's it's really a trilogy that yeah. they're working on um, identity crisis um, event but and I guess there were some crossovers with that not a not a ton a couple a few yeah a few and I consider it really more of a mini series yeah. than you know than a than a crossover event but definitely there's been stuff that's come out of oh yeah I mean crisis. it spawned tons of story you mm-hmm. know the Flash you know the secret of Barry Allen was a whole um, series based you know it was sure. a Jeff Johns run you know disappearance of Ray Palmer yeah. which we're seeing the effects of now. Um, uh, for Identity Crisis fan, did you like it? Ah, I did like it. Okay. It's I a Bra- it was... Brad Brad Meltzer. Um, yeah, uh, I thought it was it was a completely different uh, take on the. J- I mean, mm-hmm. to me, when I was growing up and I was a DC fan, all my comic book friends that were. Marvel fans would make fun of me because DC books were like for children. Yes, they're the kid books. They're the kid books, and it was like, well, here, you know, here's this, you know, obviously it wasn't exactly true because there was plenty of books even when I was a kid that was coming out from DC. Swamp that were perfectly, yeah, they were perfectly, yeah, <laughs> they were perfectly fine, you know. But uh, Justice League was sort of like, wow, you can take the Justice League and make this very serious. Well, people book. thought of the Justice League as uh, Super Friends. Yeah. yeah. So, and it was sort of you know the big lightning bolt moment where it sort of became... I know a lot of people don't like 
identity crisis for various reasons. And yeah, there there uh, there are people that give it a, a real hard time because you know the whole um, uh, rape thing yeah. when it's yeah it's um, it, it was it was a pretty you know a, a pretty adult yeah. story for uh, for the JLA. Um, it, it's a murder mystery. Yeah, you know, I thought it was a, a good story. I enjoyed the mini series, and we're still feeling the after effects of yep. it. Um, we get uh, you know Gene Loring uh, becoming Eclipso comes out of that series eventually. Um, well, the uh, elongated man being a character of any like interest, consequence, yeah. yeah, is from that series, you know, and we st- still felt that up to the end of Fifty Two. Like mm-hmm. that character was a joke for forty, you know, forty years. And not a joke in the sense that he's like a whimsical, just like you toss him in when you need like a funny D-list character. Another stretchy And he guy. became a character that was strong enough to like help carry an entire series based upon the events in that book. You know, he was the stretchy uh, Batman. He was yeah, the stretchy detective. Detective, yeah. I mean, that and uh, Identity Crisis completely changed that character. Identity into, Crisis, um, looking back on it, is really when I started coming into DC. Yeah. It, was, it was the first time that I can really remember saying, you know what, um, stuff going on in the DCU is stuff that I can read and really enjoy. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it was, it was... Well, there's a lot of people, I think, that feel that same way about it. And, I mean, an, an Identity Crisis sort of fed in, it was sort of the kickoff towards an Infinite Crisis, mm-hmm. which was, you know... Kind of, that That's the uh, Planet Hulk to World War Hulk yeah. comparison to Infinite me. Crisis Identity Crisis a, I liked. Infinite Crisis, not uh, so much. Had its moments, had its weaknesses. Had it its was uh, seven issues, and I think that uh, uh, five and a half of them were really, really yes. good. Yes, yeah. and there's parts that did not work out very well. Um, you you felt the the editorial uh, strings at the end of it, yeah. where y- you you felt the series going in a direction, and you're like, wow, they're gonna do it. They're yeah. they're gonna do something major here, and it's just like at the end, it just kind of it's yeah. like it's like it tripped right before yep. the 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 finish line. It's gonna happen. With that. That's what happened with it. I mean, it had a lot of tie-ins that were. I mean, like all these events, some of the tie-ins were awesome, mm-hmm. some were not awesome, some were. Interesting opportunities to tell stories about certain characters. Some just ended up being pretty much filler. I actually liked the the whole lead up to Infinite Crisis. Oh yeah, the well, miniseries. The minis were great. Yeah, um, you know, Omac was good. Days um, of Vengeance. Days, Day, of Van- Day of Vengeance. Uh, Villains United may yeah. be my favorite lead in series to that. Oh yeah, they were. It was great. It was because well, very well organized. Very. I mean, I. I mean, the anticipation for that was so high. Oh. Right, you know, right. Starting with countdown to infinite crisis. But that. wasn't it? It wasn't it funny in in really the switch in in fan reaction from issue six of Infinite Crisis to issue yeah. seven. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's you think that that comic fans can turn quickly. Yeah, just go back to a message board like the Wednesday that, yeah. that that came out. Like flip, just oh. flipping it around. Yeah, and I mean in hindsight, it was okay. It was it was. It was all right. I mean, that, but that's sort of how all the events end up. Is as bad as an event is, you still always have. I mean, I mean, as much as I dislike Zero Hour, there's still cool moments in sure. Zero Hour. But of the end of the story is not necessarily. I thought there were some very poignant moments in Infinite yeah. Crisis. I thought there was, you know, some 
crap in, oh, yeah. in Infinite Crisis. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but, but I mean, the, uh, to me, uh, talking about all the events, like the one event that I think is the most interesting is what came out of Infinite Crisis, which was 52, mm-hmm. which was the weekly series that DC put out right immediately afterwards. All the books during Infinite Crisis jumped a year forward, mm-hmm. and 52 is going to tell that story of that missing year. And Which I... I Th- that's kind of funny. Didn't really it didn't do really it. do that. Because it ended up just being about, and what I love when we were talking about event comics being an opportunity to show C-list characters, mm-hmm. like Fifty Two is the ultimate example of taking C-list characters and making them Animal intre- Man, yeah. Corey, and Adam Strange. Yeah. It's like okay, Elongated Man, the Question. You know, taking all these characters that. You know, most people don't know anything about is making a series about those characters. A really great series. Booster Gold, you know, taking all these characters that no one cares about and making like a great series about them. And, you know, Black Adam, taking all that stuff. And And getting you to to go back to the shop every week to keep up. Yeah, it was such a weird, you know, looking back on it, I mean, like, to me, that was such a great event for getting people into reading these small characters and then yeah i mean dc sort of dropped the ball a bit because they couldn't really get 52 to the success of 52 to apply to the rest of their book oh okay to the one year later books they couldn't quite translate yeah you know i think that comes back you know i mentioned it a little bit ago that i think creators and rightfully so i think they have stories that they want to tell and they couldn't quite get it all to mesh together. I and they can couldn't see that as a, as a writer or you know writer artist yeah. team. It's like, you know what? Yeah, we want to do this one year later thing, and we know that you're doing this whole deal, uh, you know, cross yeah. company continuity. But you know what? I just want to tell a story about Batman kicking the Joker's ass, and you know, or I've got this great this great story I want to tell about a mystery or, you know, I want to take this person off planet and whenever whenever these events, you know, really handcuff creators, I think I think that's whenever yeah. it creates a problem. I think it was just interesting because I thought it was a time where people were generally interested in not the big three. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason it didn't people didn't look beyond 52. Well, I mean, because 52 was up, and you didn't need to read anything besides 52. Mm-hmm. So there was no need to look beyond 52 to, like, see more. Did you read 52, Hank? I, I, uh, I read a... It was Went one, to Wikipedia? Yeah. <laughs> I, it was right when I first started getting into comics. Mm-hmm. So I, I, was, I was put off by, like, I, I didn't know who any of these people were. So I, I read the first couple issues... And I didn't like it, and so I didn't because I was looking for Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, Green mm-hmm. Lantern, and stuff. So it I, was a year without them. So yeah, I was like, uh, yeah. So <laughs> I'm uh, more mature now, I guess, and I know that uh, they don't have to be in there to tell a good story. And I'm waiting for the hardcovers because I heard that episode that you guys had, and you guys love it. And so I, I've heard nothing but good things about it. So we enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. And it's, uh, I can't um, wait till the hardcovers come out. It, it went through a little bit of a lull that I feel that, that Countdown has gone through. Countdown's a completely different oh, yeah. animal than 52. Um, 
uh, and, and 52 really did kind of help shape a lot of the things that are going on yeah. in, in the U now. You're seeing, you know, the Booster Gold series is coming out of that. Um, Crime Bible is going to come Black out Adam, of that. Black Adam, Metal yeah. Men, all, you know, all those, they're launching. Now is the time when all those series are starting to launch mm-hmm. out of 52. So, And those are the ones I, I'm anticipating probably more than Countdown, you know. I want to read the Booster Gold because I'm... Like it's the great continuation of the fifty two story, you know. You know, I, I see two major differences in um in the events from from each company and and not just the events, but just kind of the, the direction that, that each company is going right now. And D C really seems to be um embracing their history a lot. And, and bringing a lot of these older characters um, into into current storylines and and trying to to build things beyond the the th- the big three yeah. and it, Marvel. While I think that Marvel's events are are still relatively good, I just see a very different direction with yeah. what they're doing than what DC is doing. Yeah, it's it's two very different ways to handle events. I Marvel introduced. I think DC introduced brought back their crazier elements in Marvel grounded there's even more in reality in reality you know, re- yeah. in, in reality which was sort of you know DC said well fuck it let's bring back the multiverse the yeah in the yeah. multiverse and have r- yeah. tiny robots and shit like that and <laughs> Marvel was like let's have a book about you know politics. hard choices and politics and one isn't necessarily better than the other it's just they're two very different Approaches to how to create, mm-hmm. you know, creatively deal with your universe. So, well, we did it, huh? We yep. covered them all. That's it. You now know everything. You now know everything about events. Final Crisis. Countdown oh, Final, Final Crisis, Crisis. coming yes. out. What Countdown. is next? May two thousand eight. Grant Morrison, J.G. Jones. All right, so that's kind of our uh, brief history of, of comic events in the modern age, and uh, a little catch up on what's going on now. So that's uh, that's what we had to say, but uh, a lot of our forum posters had lots of stuff to say as well. Um, Hank, I want you to start us off with some forum posts. From Vorpal Keith, my main worry with the constant level of events and the threat always being amped up to the extreme is this: if everything is a world scale threat, we're going to lose our chances to have of having smaller stories that are going to feel like they have any w- kind of weight. I agree. I don't know. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you I get concur. sometimes you get like the Captain America stories from House of M though too, where people find a way to tell a small personal story within the bigger one. Mm-hmm. So I think there's I think there's there's a thread. That's of maybe that where concept. the cro- where the crossovers yeah. have have their value as telling the smaller stories yeah. within the events, and I think that's uh, um, yeah with Civil War. We felt that you know I thought that the the Spider-Man tie-ins to Civil War were I enjoyed even more than the mainline series and uh, it was good and and so I think as as the big depends depends sometimes the you know the crossovers work out fine sometimes they don't. This is from Comic Book Hero. As for big events in general, I think one of the fans asking a question at the DC Nation panel at World of the World Chicago put it best. I'm feeling a little bit of battle fatigue when it comes to these major crossovers. Look at DC. We have a big event chain of identity crisis to the myriad of books that come uh, made up the countdown to Infinite Crisis to Infinite Crisis to 52 to Countdown to Final Crisis. Oh, and don't forget Sinestro Core War tossed in for good measure. 
I would do Marvel's Chain 2, but I would need a crazy tree diagram to show it all. I think we have had a lot of must-read books without any let-up. Um, yeah, we we touched on, on event fatigue, but something that we didn't touch on, which we totally forgot, and we shouldn't have, is Sinestro Corps. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I, a great event. Yeah. A great summer event. Yeah. It's, uh, and another one, uh, you know, Annihilation before that with Marvel was mm-hmm. kind of the forgotten yeah. event, and a lot of people really enjoyed yeah. uh, Annihilation, but Sinestro Corps... It's been probably my favorite event in recent history. It's so It's really, really fun. good. And it didn't come with all of the built-up hype that you had with a lot of the other events. Yeah. And that was good. Yeah, it's one of the things I really enjoy about it. It is a, it's a fairly self-contained event over two titles. They you don't a, need to read a lot of books. No, I mean, they're, they're going to have some standalones. You have the uh, Sinestro Corps special to oh, kick yeah. it off. You've got Green, Green Lantern and um, Green Lantern Corps. There'll be some one-shots, but it, it's really a fairly self-contained event yeah. to this point. We'll see what they do. Yeah, I mean, they'll if they keep selling. Because, I, <laughs> I mean, the big thing that... I mean, the thing is, if you bemoan the event comics but keep buying them, I mean, that's why they keep making them. Because <laughs> <laughs> you keep buying them. So, uh, well, we got one from Josh Shippy. Mm-hmm. Ship. I think it's a ship. Ship! The glut of events in the 90s kind of drove me away from comics. I find it kind of funny that I've rediscovered comics in the age of event every five minutes. I tell up to greater variety in today's comic shop. If I don't want to read an event, although most times I do, I can choose from hundreds of other books. And that is true. If you don't like events, there's plenty of other stuff going on. Or if you don't want to read one event, you can... Read the other company. Or not even the other companies. If you don't want to read Countdown, you can read Sinestro Corps right now. If you don't want to read, you know, World War Hulk, you can be reading, you know, uh, The Annihilation. Great uh, options for consumers. (laughs) Well, this uh, next one is from uh, uh, Simi. I believe that's how it's either Sime or Simi. Sime. Uh, I wonder how uh, how much of an event's impact is in the timing of when a person read the story. I started reading comics when Infinite Crisis started. Being completely ignorant about tie-in books, continuity, and the rabid internet fans that love to tear things to shreds, I found myself completely swept up in the whole thing. It was new, it was amazing, and it was exciting. However, a year later, Civil War rolled around, and by then, I had listened to oodles of podcasts, read a few more stories, and discovered Newsarama. For that event, I felt pressure to buy more tie-ins because I was aware they existed. I read some threads complaining about characterization, etc., etc. Basically, the magic was lost because of being Aww. too aware of things, being uh, being more uh, learned learned about the comic book industry. And uh, we, at, did we shatter him by telling we him? We broke too much? him. Um, you know, well, you know, we talked about that with Hank. It's uh, you came into Civil War, and it was. It was new. This is oh yeah, this is how it is. Yeah, I thought everything was like that. I was at that point. I was like, oh okay, so this that's, yeah, that's the summer's I, event. When I was really when I was reading it, I really really enjoyed it. But I talked to other people who have been reading comics for ten year, twenty years. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, eh, whatever. We've seen it before. Did yep. we ruin you then? Yes. Yeah, you <laughs> we stole your enjoyment of something. Nothing comic book fans like more than to spread their misery amongst other comic book fans. <laughs> and, or we wouldn't and, fucking complain about everything, you know? Well, the, the next post, uh, and I'll let you... Um, Jam Fool! Jam Fool! From the... I mean, this is it. It's he's from the... Uh, quiet quiet Panelologist. This is either Matt or John, and I never can figure out which one uh, it is. They speak English, but it sounds weird. I think it's John, but I'm not uh, for sure. I hate the thought of more events until I'm swept away in the middle of the event. Then I love it. 
then the event finishes and I'm usually frustrated with the ending. I hope there's no more events ever. And then another one is announced and I can't wait for it. Which is exactly true. <laughs> You're just <laughs> like the rest all, of us. We all do that. And that's mm-hmm. why they keep doing it. And then yeah. as the panelologists have taught us, you eventually just read them while you're taking a bath. And it See, makes everything an, better. Uh, that must be an English thing, because I haven't <laughs> taken a bath in years. I don't know. Baths and lorries and lips. <laughs> Filthy McMonkey uh, writes, Quite simply, when does an event stop being an event? When nothing happens but events. One hand clapping. Um, if, if, if an event happens and no one reads it, is it still an event? Yeah, I, we're definitely in an age where it's one event bleeds into the next, and where does Avengers Disassemble end? Where does House of yeah. M begin? Where does, yeah, it's, uh, I, you know, that's just, that's how it is right now, and it's going to so be that way as long as they're selling. Just look at just look at the top ten sales charts, and that'll tell you how long events are going to be around. Until they stop being in the top ten. Uh, this one's from Random. Wow! Lots of strong opinions about this. I just recently discovered that Identity Crisis, Infinite Crisis, and The Final Crisis were meant to be a trilogy, connected by a 52 and Countdown, and for some reason that made it easier for me to swallow. Well, for now. I mean, if you get to the last issue of Final Crisis and you think it sucks, then you just spent, like... The last four years of my life You just spent, like, a couple grand on books that you won't like. Um, I guess I feel like now there really is an overarching direction and plan involved. See, I don't really believe that ever. You know, when they say that they they didn't meant plan to cancel this the like Flash, six years ago, yeah. Well, yeah, when they meant to cancel the Flash, I was like, you know, if the Flash would have kept selling seventy five thousand copies an issue, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have killed Bart. But Allen. it was our plan the entire yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, and that well, I mean that everyone does that. There's no one ever want. There's no no one from Marvel or DC is going to come out and be like, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. We thought when, this when, would be Brad, successful. when Brad Meltzer pitched Identity Crisis, they didn't sit down and say, "Oh yeah, and we should six years. This will we... end with Final Crisis." <laughs> <laughs> I now know how the next six years of publishing will go. So don't don't buy into that too much. Uh, but I'm, one of the thing I wanted to mention before we got too far is that the one thing that you always have to keep in mind is, and I always keep this in mind when I read my books, is like if the does the book in front of you inter- entertain you, you know, $3 like $3 your one a single book. Is it worth the three dollars? You know, is that mm-hmm. book worth three dollars to you, whether it's in an event or not? You know, because you can have a book in an event, which is a fun book in and of itself. You know, always remember, you know, if you're hating the individual issues, don't think you're gonna get to the end and love it. It's all you gonna know? be okay. Yeah, it's all gonna be a, just like always remember. Whatever, however you buy stuff, just like think. Is this? Am I enjoying it this much? Have you had an event that, or an event comic that you were enjoying all the way to the last page, and then you're like, "Oh, well, they just plucked the three dollars out of my pocket on that last page." Uh, Infinite Crisis. A lot of people felt that way about Civil War. Number three. (laughs) I got to the end of it. Oh, strange smash. Yeah, snatching out of your hands. No, you were doing so well. It's like always be realistic in your... You know, know, if you're reading a six-issue series and you get three issues in and you don't like it, I don't think the final three issues are going to pull it out. You know, are going to pull it out. It's okay to not buy it. Yeah, just (laughs) drop it. I'm going to drop World War Hulk. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's okay. It's it's okay. If There's someone tells me it was totally sweet, I'll go get. I'll You'll go get, get the this. Trade. Yeah, it'll <laughs> be fine. You know, that's always the thing. Do you, I think comic book fans are always so worried about missing something. 
Well, sure, that's the mentality. Yeah. And and you will nah, miss both things. I didn't like World War Hulk 3 that much, but I'm going to get the yeah. next two issues. And well, then tell me if they're good, Hank. And I'll fight you for them. <laughs> now read! This next post is from Brogers. I started collecting X-Books right after the fall of the mutants and right before the start of Inferno. Chris Claremont on Uncanny X-Men and Excalibur with Louise Simonson on X-Factor, New Mutants, and a limited series X- Exterminators, art by Alan Davis, Brett Blevins, Mark Silvestri, Walter Simonson, with John Romita Jr. On the, da- uh, on the Daredevil, and Todd McFarlane on the Spider-Man tie-ins. I was really impressed by it because it changed everything in their books. Locations, teams, members, and storylines. The event changed everything in their world, and no one hit the, the reset switch at the end of the series to undo it. I've been slowly disappointed and jaded ever since. <laughs> what Sorry happens about that. after after that first event that you read? It's all downhill from jaded. there. <laughs> it's all right. As long as you recognize it and you're okay with it. And you know what? We keep coming back. We keep coming back. Functopus. Right. One of the first comics I read was an issue of, uh, Inf- of Inferno X-Men. I have many fond memories of the Axe of Vengeance event. I also, I also enjoyed Infinity Gauntlet. I recently reread it. The rest of Infinity, whatever the titles were, sucked. <laughs> I always hated the events and animals. They were all pointless. Most of the time, they introduced a pointless character that never showed up again. So I like events if they're done well. Well, I mean, everyone does. <laughs> everyone loves a well-done book. Sure. Uh, I like the Axe of Vengeance stories. It was cool watching Spider-Man fight people he never had before. It wasn't a huge overhyped story. It was just a good story. That's it. That made me want to pick up a few issues of some books that I never read before, which we talked about, you know? Seeing new characters. Good for you. Good for you. So, events good, events bad, or just misunderstood? Well-written books are great. Poorly written events are bad, just like anything else. Exactly. So, uh, thank you, everyone, for uh, chiming in on the forum. Um, There are, of course, some other ways that you can interact with the show besides that. Uh, one of them is to go to aroundcomics.com where you can download and print out our LCS Challenger f- Challenger Flyer. It's all about the uh, Challenger accident in 86. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. Uh, ask you, That's not funny, though. Ask your comic shop manager or owner if they will display it in their store. If they do, send us an email and we'll mention you in the store, on the show, as well as post it on our site. Become a friend of ours today. Hank wasn't even born. There was Hank was... Uh, fetus <laughs> i remember it <laughs> oh no you weren't even born yet you got a were tv you? in there man <laughs> <laughs> 91 well we actually had a, just made me throw up in my mouth we actually have a, a <laughs> new <laughs> a new Christ. friend of the program it says uh hi this is mike hardcore from the forum uh, i got my lcs hardcore. Hardcore. Uh, i got my lcs uh to put up the ac flyer it is media underground comics at 4524 shores drive suite 13 and you're gonna have to help me out with the pronunciation materi louisiana and uh Yeah, and you can check them out at uh, myspace.com slash media underground comic. Hardcore! Hardcore! Hardcore. Hardcore. uh, Media underground comic. Pretty hardcore comic. Hardcore. You can make me a very, very happy person if you leave us a review at the iTunes Music Store. Uh, Thanks this week to Sean Caster for dropping some love. They came through for us. Yes, he did. Uh, you can check out all the great things that AroundComics.com has to offer. We post next week's topic on Tuesdays at our forums at AroundComics.com. 
Remember, you can also visit us at Comic Space and MySpace. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also I'm doing um, our Moblog. I'm doing the issue-by-issue right. issue Justice You're League of America. You're taking on the Justice Me League. Me versus the Justice League of America. Mostly drunk and mostly at, like, around 10 p.m. at night. How, <laughs> ma- how many issues so far? Uh, I'm up to 74, so I've done 9, 10, These are blow-by-blow yeah. blow synopses. There's synopses, JLA. and then uh, I pick out my favorite parts, you know, the parts I and don't like. they're very, very entertaining. Well, fun. thank you. So I'm doing that. So check, you know, check that out if you want to. I'm, I'm gonna do it. Keep going. I might, I'm gonna have to take a couple days off for uh, personal reasons, but uh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna keep rolling. I'm, I'm. It's gonna take a really long time. It, how many, how many issues is it gonna there's be? There's 260. <laughs> and then I want to keep going. I'm, this is a multi-year project because I'm committed to doing this. So, <laughs> so JLA uh, Comics 101, 2010, probably, right? Yeah, at some be point, yeah. Extremely educated. Uh, we are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find m- other great podcasts at comicspodcasts.com. And this episode of Around Comics has been brought to you by the fine folks at InStockTrades.com. Waiting f- oh, wow, I jumped. I stepped all over yeah, you on yeah. that. Waiting for the trade has never been easier. InStockTrades.com offers a huge selection of the collected editions you need. InStockTrades.com is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and more. All at great discounted prices. And remember that all orders are $50 ship-free. Whether you're buying an Absolute Edition or catching up with showcases and essentials, InStockTrades.com is your new best friend and fiancé. You just wanted to say essentials quicker. We are proud to help support the Hero Initiative. Hero creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who need emergency medical aid, financial support for essentials of life, and an avenue back into pain work. It's a chance for all of us to give back something to the people who have given us so much enjoyment. For more information, visit www.heroinitiative.org or call 310-909-7809. Give so much money, it's going to be an event. <laughs> the crossover. It's going to be a crossover with my wallet. <laughs> I've crossed over a couple times this yeah, year. So you good, have. good folks there at the Hero Initiative. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. That I did it! Hank. Hank! Tom only hit me a couple times. Yeah. I'll slap you again, I swear <laughs> to God. Hey, we, we missed, we missed uh, Sal and Scotty. But I'm using I, both their microphones. It was, uh, right it was good that they had some alone time There's bonding. A, the tension <laughs> during the shows had become almost unbearable. Between Pri- them. Prior to this? Like, they ain't just, like, watching them get up in each other's faces constantly. Oh, so and angry. <laughs> and it's like the odd couple right now. They're in, sitting in a car somewhere in Wisconsin. South trapped like, on can, a highway. Can, 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 can you please not eat in my car? Scotty is like, <laughs> I'm bossy. <laughs> and telling him where to drive. Sounds like, I have kids. I have, I have, I'm procreated. I've added <laughs> to society. Well, uh, thank, uh, I want to thank uh, them for not being here. <laughs> yes, thank them for yeah, taking a so night much off. Nicer, I get to talk more. I know it's very pleasant, yeah. wasn't it? I have run out of ideas. I, I, I well, miss their facial hair. I guess. I, did you wait? You started growing a mustache. Well, Scotty's not here, and Sal's not here. So I'm gonna grow out. He does. T- uh, Hank He's has kind of like this bad prepubescent mustache thing going on. It's right? pretty it looks sweet. great. Rad. <laughs> Don't let anyone hate on that. It looks good. <laughs> 
All right. Well, folks, we'll be back again on Monday. The whole crew should be uh, should be back. Uh, in the meantime, in between time, we'll be everywhere in and around, around comics. comics, mixing pills and alcohol. <laughs> If you would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com, or visit the Contact Us section of our website. For that, and the latest in comics news and opinions, go to www.aroundcomics.com. Music for this show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next week where the panel will change, but our mission stays the same, bringing you the best in discussion, news, and reviews in and around comics. <laughs>